Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Savage Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Alfonso Todd, and today we have a great show for you. We have a young lady who is the vice president of Operation Address the Homeless, and she's also um, one of the people who are basically putting a new program together um, in regards to a project in regards to the tiny homes or tiny houses. It's something that uh, a lot of people have been discussing, actually, um, all over the nation uh, when it comes to um, the homelessness problem that's going on in, and, and basically being exposed in such a great way. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Jennifer Miklas. Hey, Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Alfonso? I can't complain. First of all, I want to say thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you on here today. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that I got to uh, get on to your podcast. So yes. I'm super excited. All right, awesome, awesome. So um, before we get into the, the two big projects that you're working on, I wanted to first find out about you. What uh, was your inspiration to really get involved with the community and help those who are less fortunate? Well, I had um, a wonderful family who uh, was always very active in community service, community works, and especially my grandmother, um, Leola Nicholas. She was an advocate for um, the the drug, uh, you know, the, the drug issue. She was taking phone calls on the, um, the I think it was called Naranon or, or the phone line where people could call in. She did that. She fostered many. Uh, children throughout her years. We I have many uh, foster uncles and and, wow. and aunts, and so you know it's it's really um, it, it's really been a family thing. We where I learned how to become better at 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 helping the community through them. Um, one of my earliest memories is actually my grandmother, a man, I was with her that day and a man came to her door, knocked on her door. I had no idea who he was. I answered the door. I must have been about five or six. And um, I answered the door and she said, oh, hold on one second. She me, and she took this and she started making lunch. I'm like, it's not time for us to have lunch yet. And I was very confused. <laughs> and I said, what's that for? And she said, uh, we're going to make this man a lunch because I feed him because he, he doesn't have a home. Mm. So she made a sandwich for him and she put an apple, an apple in the bag, you know, bags. And, but, um, I think back then it was just like a, a juice, juice box or something right, like that right. that she had. And, um, she took me to the front door, handed it to the man. He said, thank you so much. And off he went with his lunch and, you know, ever since then, um, you know, I just always, I always kind of loved uh, how she helped the, the people in, in the community and how she, especially the people in her, spent a lot of that from her. So you kind of inherited the, those acts of kindness and you felt like it was a responsibility to keep, you know, keep this going on. Kind of like, yeah. uh, like a legacy of, of helping those in need. Yeah, I mean, and when I got the great privilege to become a singer and be in a band, which you know, because you had seen a couple of my bands way back, way, way, but you were doing the steampunk thing, I think, back then. Yes, yes. Still, <laughs> still am. <laughs> I, I won't talk about that part. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's good. It's good. Not a problem. I love your costumes, by the way. Oh, You're thank awesome. you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, what band was it that you were in? I'm, I'm... So I was in several. I was in several different bands. I was in a band, um, geez, I started out in hip hop with uh, this guy 
guy, his name is Manny. Oh, I remember. Yes. You remember that, right? Yes. And then I went to um, rock because, you know, I was, my dad was a drummer, so I was brought up in a musical household. So, you know, I loved rock music and then I started doing rock and all this you know, original music stuff with my band Beyond Eden. And we had the great opportunity to open up for some really big national acts. We got signed um, to David Ivory's label, um, Flexitone Records. We had a great run. And then we decided to, I really just didn't want to wear the spiked bra anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Hey, we, 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 like you said, we had a great run. We're in the same projects you were still out here doing making things happen and putting things together yeah, for those yeah. who in need it's been a long it's been a long haul and you know the beauty of it was we were able to raise a lot of funds through music people loved going to concerts and people loved doing that kind of stuff so yes, it was do. always it was always great whenever we did a benefit and i just really loved being able to help people you know in that way and do what i loved and also carry on my grandmother's kind of legacy and my family's legacy of helping people paying it forward so. I, I like that i like that i mean and my thing is what i what i really like about it is that even though i mean unfortunately COVID affected everything so even if you wanted to do a benefit concert now everything is shifted yeah, yeah but you're still you're still out here and you're still um making things happen for those who are less fortunate um i had just mentioned um, Operation Operation Address the Homeless. Uh, tell us about that um, the project. Tell us about the organization. So Operation Address the Homeless. We're five hundred one c three located in Allentown. Um, we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We are open for showers, food, clothing, haircuts, grooming. You know, grooming services, all that. Um, we give out hygiene products and we try to give them a hot meal. Um, we make sure that you know they have somewhere to. Uh, come in and well before COVID now they can't come in but I mean before COVID they could come in sit down warm up a little bit eat a meal get a shower um and then you know if they needed any supplies like you know if they needed a tent or if they need a sleeping bag or if they need extra blankets or if they needed something we always had that on hand because the donations from the community that we get are amazing we get socks and shoes and you you name it we've got it there for them at that building so we do a lot we do about uh, our highest, I think, was like, I think we did 16,000 total meals last year. Wow. Okay. Sorry, my dog's been barking. No problem. Um, no problem. Yeah, we did like 16,000 some meals last year, and we also got to um, give out, a, you know, like 11,000 showers, and it's, it's a really cool, really cool thing that we're doing. Now, um, and, and now with the, um, and, and I know that you're doing things on a weekly basis now. Um, I know that with COVID, unfortunately, it's caused a lot of 
discombobulation when it comes to people's jobs, their livelihoods, people who, yeah. you know, even even whole industries are gone because of this. Yeah. So yeah. Have, how, have, how much of a rise have you seen in those who need assistance? A lot. It's mm -hmm. been a big rise. We've had a huge rise in, in the need for services in this area. Um, actually, the new numbers for 2020 just came out from the the, the RAP. Uh, Connect to Homes numbers just came out from the continuum of care. They did their whole count for the year, mm -hmm. and it actually saw an increase of 50%. Well, oh, so 50%. We've got, wow. We've, mm -hmm. we've got a major problem. You know, we've got a major problem in the Valley, um, and it, it, it we, you know, something with COVID definitely had a, had a part to play in this, but I think that we, we all expected that, but I didn't expect it to be that high. Mm. So um, we, we definitely saw a rise in 2020. I know with uh, the weekly things that we do now, since May, um, we've been able to get kind of jump on board to the Farmers to Families Food Box program. Um, we've been doing milk. We did milk in May, and then we switched over to food boxes because they changed the program up. They were doing food boxes for certain areas, but then they switched it all to food boxes. So it's all food boxes now. Um, and we've done about 80,000 gallons of milk. <laughs> mm, that's a lot of milk. Mm -hmm. And about 25,000, 28,000 boxes of food so far. So like July of 2020, we've moved over to the food boxes. And um, every week now since May, we've been doing farmers to families. And uh, I have about, I have 1,112 people registered for those, for that program. Mm, okay. Okay. Now, that's and that's a lot of people to be honest with you that's 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 not a, that's even though that's a drop in a bucket when it comes to population that's still over a thousand that's a lot of people uh, a lot. I, I could use two trucks to be honest with you yes yes <laughs> yes with your program uh and you know because let's face it i know that there are multiple food programs helping the uh the valley and things um do you is there is there anything that stands out about your program that you see that really you know that that other programs may not be doing or should do you, do you wish there was some other type of outreach as far as that um, you could enhance it <clears throat> i wish i wish that there was more funding available to all of these smaller nonprofits in the area who are doing the work like we are mm. um i feel like a lot of the bigger nonprofits get the big the big checks, so to speak, they get the big amounts of the, the awarded money. Um, and I think that a lot of these smaller programs, such as Operation Address the Homeless, Ripple, for instance, um, they, these these smaller programs could really use uh, a little bit more funding from the county and the city. And I think that if we had that, we could make magic happen. You know, I would really love to see more mental health. Mm -hmm. And. Or, mm -hmm. More of that, more more mental health services, especially. Do you see a correlation between by and because you're in, you're in the trenches, so when you see the people actually come and pick up the boxes or walk up and pick up the boxes, do you see that a lot of people, you know, or can you and not tell because you know I mean what does mental health look like, but can you tell that um, that there are people who are in need of more than just food at this time? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that we see on a daily basis in our line of work that, uh, you know, are screaming, we need more mental health care. Um, but we also need more support for families as well, because a lot of the families who are being the hardest hit by this pandemic are hardworking families. For instance, there's this one guy who worked at the PPL center. He mm. hasn't worked 
he hasn't worked since March since the pandemic hit. And they're telling him he may go back in June. They're not sure. You know, so this is like a whole entire year now that he's been out of work. And, you know, he, you can tell that it, the toll it takes on him, the toll it takes on his family. Um, some of these people, when they come through my line, they cry. This, this is, you know, I only have $50 left over after paying all my, my, my stuff at the, I, I have hardly any money for food. This helps us so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it, it makes me feel good that I'm helping and that we are, especially because Operation Address the Homeless, we want to prevent people from becoming homeless. So this is one way, even though it's a box of food that's maybe worth 50 bucks, that's 50 bucks that they could use to, you know, help keep the roof over their head. True. That's that's very true. Wow. That's that's you just said a mouthful because people don't understand that there are people who are living literally dollar by dollar. Yeah. Just just to yeah. make it happen. You know, they, they're talking about, but what about their household budget? What household budget to what house? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of um, hardship going out now. Let's like, kind of like uh, we'll shift over to the other project that you just that basically it's in a proposal um situation right now but i think it will also impact a lot of people in that area it's called uh what, tiny houses it's hope village of allentown ah so okay tell us about that hope village of allentown is going to be a uh tiny home community and the the pallet the shelters that we're using it's called, it's made by a company pallet and pallet shelters are different because they are mildew mold pest proof they are made of a material that pests can't get into so it's really good as opposed to like if you build a tiny home you know so th these how these particular shelters are able to have a locking door have windows have all the security features that you need but they're also sanitizable they're they're easy to sanitize easy to transition one person out of or two people out of and put a new couple or one person in them um they go up in 20 minutes with no tools uh they can be used for anything like disaster relief or uh you know someone experiencing homelessness so this is why we went we went with their design because we just felt like um a lot of the tiny homes that you see on the internet especially in some of the uh older homes the villages the tiny home villages mm -hmm. are all in are they're in disrepair right now like the pictures that you see online are beautiful and they look great but you don't realize that some of those pictures are from 2004 oh wow when the first tiny home village went up and they're not looking like that anymore you know there's duct tape holding up windows and then the the the, the people that live in them are expected to fix everything mm. so how do you expect someone who's homeless that you placed nine miles i'm not going to name the village but i mean mm -hmm. that you place nine miles out of the city limits with one but one or two bus uh trips a day that come out there how do you expect them to get a job and be able to pay for the stuff to get back to the homeless yeah. village yeah yeah so for for us we want to make sure that our, our our homeless are in a secure area that's safe that's close to the city that they can get jobs they can go out and they can do their you know live their lives um and become integrated and stable members of society again and really just be feel human not feel like they are less than i like the idea and i'm like you know i'm like why didn't they do this yesterday but i know from right? reading that there that there there is some pushback um you know and and i and i've never really understood that because it seems like everybody said oh i want the person to get off drugs i want them to do better 
but just but not, not in my, my but not in my neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so yeah, it, it, it's all about that. I mean, you have a lot. I mean, and we see that everywhere. Um, the most, uh, the, I think that the the reasoning behind that is people are afraid. Mm-hmm. I think that homelessness has been a stigma for so long, and there's been such a you know it can happen to anyone. It's not just people who are on drugs or who are just you know lazy. That's not it. It's you could have a divorce. You could mm-hmm. have a serious medical issue and be put in debt for your medical bills. You could have uh, uh, an accident, a car accident that completely. <laughs> you mm-hmm. lost your job because you, you lost your mode of transportation to get to your job and you didn't have enough money to buy a new car. So now your your rent's backed up and you're about to get kicked out. So this, these are all things that people need to realize. And those that are, are on drugs, you know, nobody wakes up one day, Alfonso. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but me and you, we've been around the block. We've seen everything in this mm-hmm. valley that there is to see, right? Yes, yes. Nobody wakes up one day and goes, hey, you know what I think would be fun? Let's go get addicted to heroin today. Right, that was right. fun. Nobody mm. wakes up and goes, yeah, just for the heck of it, I'm going to go and do that. No, they go there because they're in pain, mm. because they have some kind of trauma or some kind of something that they're trying to suppress and wipe out. Mm. So, and, and I know me, you're I very true. People you're... don't understand. Like, even those with the drug addiction, they got there somehow. Right. And, when it, and it wasn't overnight. Uh, exactly. And that's true. Um what 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 are your thoughts? I mean, you work mainly here in the valley, correct? And are you just really in the Allentown area, or do you go all over the Lehigh Valley? Well, we work mainly in the valley. We are working with the church, St. Peter's Church up in Sladington. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are having some feelers put out to maybe move up to to offer services in Carbon County. That's still kind of in process right now, but we definitely um, we definitely want to want to start to expand. I mean, our name is Operation Address the Homeless of the Lehigh Valley, so we want to be of the Lehigh Valley, and, and we would definitely want to focus on Allentown because that's the heart of where we're from and that's where we love. But we also want to be able to help other people as well. What would you say you would love to see for the future when it comes to Oath Operation Address the Homeless and the uh, Homes Project? Well, I would love to see this project come to fruition. I would love to see our project get um, some city support, county support. Uh, we already have a lot of community support. I mean, um, we had a letter of intent that people signed. We have over five, we almost have 500 signatures on mm-hmm. this letter. So, and one of them is Alan Jennings, which I'm super, super happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Smith, um, I'm sure you know some of these people. Yeah, we did, have, uh, yeah. Enid Santiago and Luna herself. Um, we have Jeannie from Mother to Mother. We, yep. have, we have so many people that are supporting this. And I think that with all of us combined, you know, offering services to the homeless, we'll be able to really produce something beautiful that's going to cause dramatic change in their lives. Do you have a location picked out? I mean, you don't have to mention it now, but do you have proposed locations that you that you're gonna I, go I'm to. I'm so excited because we do have some places in mind, um, but we're right now just kind of trying to figure out whether or not these areas that we're looking at are able to be zoned for that. So we had a, I guess I can tell you, we did have a productive meeting with the mayor of Allentown. Awesome, awesome. And the deputy mayor. So we have some really good things going. Um, mm. We have some options, and I'm really, really hopeful that we are able to 
get the where because the where is the biggest issue right now like we have the plan we have the we have the program we have everything ready to go we just need to have a where and we need to have um the, the ability to have this where mm -hmm, <laughs> so that mm -hmm. we can then get what we need to get started um it's going to be beautiful, and I can't wait. Um, you know what? I am excited for you all. You all do such great work. And, and, I, and I'd like to tell our um, listeners, they are there, you know, in all weather, snow shot weather, you know, like the postman, you know, yeah. snow. I've seen you out there in snow. I've seen the lives out in the rain. I've seen you all out yeah. there at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean in, in the heat. Yeah. The but in the, in, when Tent City was still around, you know, we mm -hmm. would go to check down there, um, bring supplies down there when they needed them, and make sure that, you know, uh, uh, our homeless had what they needed. We installed a water filtration system for them oh, to awesome. use in Tent City, um, where this was provided to us by LifeStraw. We had, uh, were a partner with them. So LifeStraw gave us this huge thing. It, it, it filters a bunch of water. And then we're able to take the water from the stream directly and filter it, and it becomes 100% drinkable. Nice. Beautiful so, science. Beautiful science for people. Yeah, yes. science is amazing. Mm. Now, um, and, you know, and I know that, unfortunately, they had, um, I guess they had moved Tent City out to, uh, to you know, to certain yeah. places and things. Um, yeah. Have you seen, or are you all keeping in contact with some of the people, or is that hard to do? Because I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. A lot of people our building for services you know mm -hmm. I, I can't i can't tell you where they are only because our privacy policy of course allow yeah no no of course of course and to protect them because mm -hmm. we don't want anybody you know who listen not everybody has good good intentions so oh, we want to make sure that our homeless stay safe so mm -hmm. but they are scattered they are scattered you know in the city and it's it i've got people who are like oh we're, i'm like where'd you sleep and they're like oh i slept in the 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 parking deck underneath the parking deck you know, somewhere I slept mm -hmm. in a, a hallway of an apartment complex that didn't have any insulation or I slept behind an air conditioner unit behind a church mm -hmm. where no one could see me. Um, just the other day, we were walking down Hamilton Street and there was a pallet on the floor on the ground with blankets under this tree. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, yeah. this, this is this is. It's, 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 and, and it's and it's and it's really interesting because I remember moving here from Miami, you know, almost like 12, 13 years ago. And I remember them saying, oh, we don't really have a homeless problem, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I was like, are you serious? I'm like, you know, and it's almost like, unfortunately, it's like it's gotten to the no, point. Just didn't want to acknowledge it. Yes. You know, you know, it was always, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm, yes, I am criticizing the city. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think that we really need to do more. And I'm glad that you had a productive meeting with the mayor. And I'm really hoping he's taking the work and he's seeing the work. You all are the ones doing the heavy lifting. It's not like he well, has to do anything, you know. I mean, I got to say, I, I got to say there's other, also other members of the council. Sorry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No problem. No problem. But you said city, but you said city council also is supporting you. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, I'm not saying that they're like signing on because I don't want them to go. Oh, wait a minute, we never said this. Okay, but, I got you. But I think that they have questions, and that to me says that they want to learn more. Now, if they had said something like, "Oh no, we don't want to hear any more about this," it would have been a different story. But we do have a lot of support. I just, I guess my, I guess my thing is, I've always been like. What is there not to like about helping your fellow man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, what yeah. What is the hesitation? What, what what kind of you know? It's like just do something. We need to do something. 
Um, you know, I, I yeah. think um, said it the best when she said, we've always got money to go to war and all this stuff, but not when it comes to school and education right. and, 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 and doing all these other things. I think that that is very true um, in America. We have a lot of issues that Americans, we have, like you said, we're spoiled. Um, uh, we're very spoiled. And I think that a lot of us don't even realize it. And mm-hmm. that's not even our fault. Right. Well, this is, this, is, this is how we are. This is our society here. Yeah, um, because you don't mm-hmm. see, you know, those people over in Africa who are starving that you don't see, when you don't see it, you don't, like, people don't realize that this is, like, really happening. And it wasn't until I went to Tent City for the first time that I was like, oh, my God. God. And it was literally less than five minutes away from City Hall. <laughs> exactly. Down the hill. Everybody knew about it, but yet nobody did. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I knew it, about it. Every when they, you they, see it to yourself, it, it, when you see it yeah. yourself, it, it, it's like it becomes real then. Right, you know? right. And and unfortunately, I'll, I'll, you know, about time that happens, sometimes it's too late. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like we're not telling people. We've been telling people for years. People have known people were living in Tent City at the bottom of the hill, right off of Hamilton Street for decades. You know what I'm saying? They had a, they had, they literally had a little village down there. Give it a couple about, about ten more years, they they were they had people have been living there for years. You know, they had they had processes down there. I thought were amazing. You know, um, but yeah, it's it's. I'm just really happy that you all are. You know, you know finding the resources, using your own resources, and just using your own time, you know, and spirit and muscles, literally, to uh, make these things happen for those who are less fortunate. Um, yeah. Now, now for those who may not know if they, you know, they want to get in contact with you because they may be in need, or maybe there's people who may want to donate and find out more about um, Project Oath or about the, uh, the Tiny Homes Project, how can they do so? So our website is operationaddressthehomeless.org, and on there you'll find uh, there's a, there's a donate button. You can contact us through there. Um, we do ex- we, we accept everything except kids' clothes. So like right now we need like men's pants size you know 30 to 34, and then we need um, like oh, we always need shoes and socks and things like that. And then the women's clothes will take all sizes in that. But we really do need the smaller sizes because we're running low on some of that stuff. But then we you can also find out about the Tiny Homes Project right on our website. It's underneath the Community um, Projects and Outreach. And it, like when you go on to Community Projects and Outreach, there'll be a menu that pops up that says Hope Village of Valentine. You can click on that and you can actually read the proposal there. Um, you can see a video that we made to kind of just, uh, explain what we want to do. And that's how you can find out. Awesome. You know, um, everybody who um, is involved with Project Oath, and everything I say, I want to just say, give a shout out to all of them. I know a lot of the members there, and I just want to say thank you, all of you all, um, yeah. for doing what you do. Rocky Rodriguez, our founder, we love him so much. He's awesome. Um, he is, he is the 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 thing that keeps the the machine rolling. Yes, you know? yeah. So. He's a good man. He really is. Yeah, yes, he he's is. a good man. He's a good man. Yeah, I I have to give him props because um, as far as people being in the trenches. No, not too many people are willing to do that. And, you know, you have to give credit where credit is due because not too many people are willing to do it. They talk about it, but when you actually see someone who's doing it daily and making sure that people are getting fed, getting sheltered and their, you know, and their well-being, you know, adult people and children, you know, you got this. There's something special about those type of people. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's a, so I give, definitely give him and you and everyone else involved uh, 
a lot of props because you know again it's you all are doing something that really needs to be done you know you all are really right. doing that thank you so much I no mean, it's I no problem that. and like i said we want to thank you and if there's any other projects or anything that comes up please do not hesitate to give me a call we'd love to have you back on um we'll give you an open thank door you. policy because uh we definitely want to stay in touch with you and the project, you know, so that others can know about things that are going on and if whether they may need your services or maybe they want to get involved and help others. So please, uh, don't hesitate to give me a call if you'd like to get the word out. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alfonso. No problem. And to all of our listeners, thank you all for listening to this special edition of The Savage Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Alfonso Todd. Be well, and we'll talk to you soon.